is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. And welcome to Cosmos and the City, the Sex and the City podcast. My name is Megan McKeever, and I'll be your host slash gal pal for the next hour or so. So for those of you listening for the very first time, we'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City, and each week I'll have a brand new guest to join me. This week, I have an amazing guest for you, Kristen Van Nest, and we'll be watching Season 3, Episode 8, entitled The Big Time. If you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please go like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any thoughts, opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from all of you. Now, I know you guys have heard of HBO because that's where you're watching all the sex in the city. So now you can sign up for an HBO subscription on amazon.com. You get your free seven-day trial of HBO by going to boardwalkaudio.com slash HBO. You can get unlimited access to anything on HBO for only $14.99 a month. All right, so go check it out. This show is brought to you by Boardwalk Audio, and they've got a lot of other awesome podcasts, so head over to boardwalkaudio.com to check them out. And if you like this show, if you actually like it and you want to support it, the best way to do so is by shopping. That's right. You just go to boardwalkaudio.com slash cosmos, click on the Amazon logo to the left, and start shopping buy whatever you want. There's like shirts on there for 99 cents. Actually, no, there's shirts on there for like a penny, but you got to watch the shipping because it's like $14. All right. We'll also put a link in the show notes. All right. So enjoy the show. Well, welcome to another episode of Cosmos and the City. Today, we are talking about season three, episode eight, entitled The Big Time. And I have a very special guest, Kristen Van Ness. Hello. Hello. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Clink. All right. Well, Kristen. I don't know you. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming over. Um, I'm so excited. So please tell us about yourself. Yeah. So um, I am a comedian and actress writer in LA and I have something I'm directing coming out soon. Nice. Um, And prior to that, I moved to LA a year ago. And prior to that, I worked in um, Shanghai and lived in China for three and a half years. Oh, wow. So in Sex and the City context, um, I like grew up with the same background as Charlotte in Connecticut (laughs) um, and then aspired to be a strong businesswoman like Miranda. Mm. So uh, prior to being in in Shanghai, I did improv and stand-up, but during the day I worked in the wine industry and the beauty industry doing marketing. So I've also worked in New York City doing marketing. So that's kind of my background. So I did it. And then I became creative, which is different. (laughs) Very cool. Um, Yeah, that's so crazy. I can't believe, like, I don't know, when people live, especially in like 
Shanghai, like that kind of city. I mean, can you speak any? I speak basic Mandarin. When I moved there, I didn't, I'd never been to Asia, didn't have a place to live, like knew three people. I just wanted to move there. I wanted to move to Asia. I lived in Luxembourg as a Fulbright scholar. And then I came back to New York City and I was a theater critic um, and freelance writer in New York. I worked on a book about the lack of women in technology. It's called Innovating Women, the Changing Face of Technology. So I did research for the book. And then I just wanted to live abroad again. So I researched all the different cities around Asia and Shanghai was the sounded like it was the most like New York. So I was like, <laughs> I'll just move there. And luckily in in uh, about a month in, I met the director at the wine importer that I worked for and got a job. So then I started I was a brand manager there and got to travel all around China teaching people about wine. <laughs> wow, that sounds yeah. amazing. It was it, I mean it was super fun. I love it. It and, sounds like you've lived like five different lives. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little random. It's all, you know, I don't know. But anyway, that I like visited LA, took a class at UCB and just like was like, okay, the comedy here is next level. This is the next place for me to be. So, so then I moved here. Great. Well, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, let's talk about sex in the city. So what is your background in sex in the city? Um, so I would, I like watched it growing up. I was definitely way too young to be watching it, but Mm -hmm. I loved it. And my mom's very much a feminist and like loved the show because she felt like it opened the door to talk about all these things that women didn't really talk about in the Mm nineties. Um, so like I'd, you know, just like kind of, I, I don't think she cared if I watched it, but I probably shouldn't have been watching it, but I was watching it. Um, Because you weren't watching, like, the TBS version where, like, things were cut out. Like, you're watching, like, HBO proper. Yeah, like, you know, (laughs) like, found my cousins, like, DVDs (laughs) and binged. Yes. Um, So I loved it. And then my, like, since my mom loved the show, too, when the movies came out later, we, like, went and watched, I, like, watched them with her, which obviously the sex scenes were really awkward. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so it was kind of something that we would later on in life do together. And then earlier on, it was like, I don't know. I mean, it just, I felt, oh, one time I got in like a huge fight with a guy at a bar because I was like, sex in the city has changed the dialogue for women. (laughs) It was like, and it was like, I like got really mad at him. Like it was a full fight with a stranger at a bar. I think it was my friend's brother. And I was like, okay, he's cool. But like, Was he just saying like, no. Um, I think he said that Entourage changed things. And I was like, uh, mm, that show's terrible. And he's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, no, it's terrible. <laughs> but you know what? I guess it is like the me- kind of the men sex in the city. Like they were like, oh, women love sex in the city. Why don't we make four bros that hang out? Like, right. Because it also came on like right after. Yeah. It was like, so, but for him to like say that show, I was like, oh, like I was like so <laughs> appalled. Should have thrown a drink in his face. Oh, yeah. That would have been very Samantha. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about this particular episode. Um, so we'll do like a quick recap and then we'll get into some segments. Uh, the show starts with Carrie just not being able to get her dry cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that. While, like, dressed in this, like, beautiful, like, silk dress with, like, this pattern on it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, no. It's like, oh. Um, Let's see. Charlotte is seeing Trey. 
And this is his the first time he's really in an episode. Because mm. he just showed up at the very last minute of the episode before. Yeah, so they have like new love butterflies. Mm-hmm. Everything's so new and Trey. Fresh. Trey, yes. <laughs> so new and Trey. <laughs> um, do you like Trey? Um, like growing up in Connecticut, I feel like he's like us, like, st- like I know a ton of people like him. And like a lot of my friends growing up, I mean, um, my town, my town's like that I grew up in was, is one of the wealthiest towns in the U.S. And my family moved there because of the great public education system. So I lived in like a tiny apartment (laughs) in this, like, and all my friends had like ridiculous mansions. And like a lot of them want to like be a housewife. That's like their goal. And that's what their moms did. So I feel like I can (laughs) empathize with her. Um, And I know like a ton of trays and a lot of my friends from home who I like love and are the best like date and marry trays. So (laughs) I'm familiar. (laughs) Yeah. I I do feel like Trey, he just seems, uh, okay, he's a doctor, um, but he just seems very nice. Almost, like, too nice. He's like a piece of bland toast. (laughs) Like, you know, you can dress it up however you want, but it's just toast. I feel like that's Trey. (laughs) Yeah. But Charlotte's, like, in love with it. Yes. Um, Because she's – I don't know if she's ever really had, like, toast. Well, I feel like he looks great on paper. Mm -hmm. And so she's, like, in love with the idea of him and he fits into her world. Mm -hmm. But, like – does that actually mean that they have chemistry and are right for each other? Right. Which is why I find it really odd that she is holding off sex. Hmm. I mean, where I come from, so everyone's super conservative. Like, we were um, taught abstinence only in school. We weren't – I learned about condoms through the movie Philadelphia, (laughs) which is about, like, preventing AIDS in the gay community. Um, so like where I come from, everyone's very conservative like that. And I feel like it's like the like ideology that, uh, you know, you have to like wait for, wait for the right moment. Like don't give like her whole like quote where she's like, if you don't have sex for a year, you're (laughs) re-virginized. It's like, why is that like something you want, you know? Well, that's why it just seems so, it's like just Charlotte's just not being herself. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's like. On, she, on paper, she's doing, like, what she was taught to do. Find the nice guy with a great job who's, like, very affectionate, gets you a Cartier bracelet, um, you know, don't have sex with him, make him wait to make sure he really likes you. Like, she's going through, like, these rules that aren't really, like, Charlotte. They're just, like, her, like, what she thinks she should be doing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they've been dating, Carrie says, for two weeks. Um... Yeah, the whole re-virginized thing, <laughs> I feel like they talked about that before. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know why she would want to do that. It's such, like, a weird shame thing. Like, oh, my God, there's been a penis inside me before. Like, oh, like this is just, just the end of everything. You know, it's very bizarre. I just don't know why she's trying to make, like, she's – perfect for Trey. Yeah. She, she's never done this for any other guy. Yeah. I, f- I feel like because he's perfect on paper, she wants to be perfect on paper, but like she's not being an individual. Right. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. So Carrie is still dating Aiden, and everything's going well. Samantha has a new apartment in the meatpacking district, and her neighbor, Lynn, oh my God, keeps hitting on her. This guy. I just like love his look. Like he's wearing like weird earrings and has a mullet and then is like in like all white linen in New York City. Like, the, I mean, he just, you step outside and like destroyed, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he looks like he should be living in some, like he's going to go do yoga every day outside. Yeah. Like a Montauk bungalow or like something. Right. <laughs> and that hair. Ugh. It's obviously, like, it's fake. Like, to me, it just looks fake. Yeah. Like, they just attached that to his head. Yeah, they were, like, for this episode. rat tail. Just just mullet it up. He's not really, like, ugly, though. Yeah, like, he he just seems, like, so wrong for her. (laughs) Yeah. And then the sex scene is just cringeworthy. Ugh, I hate that sex scene. Because I'm just, like... Samantha, come on. Yeah. Like, you know better. You you can do better than this. (laughs) Like, and, like, what I love about her is that, like, if it were my neighbor, I'd be so traumatized seeing them all the time after that. But, like, she just doesn't care. She's like, whatever, I'll see him all the time. He's my neighbor. Like, it's fine. (laughs) Like, just doesn't care. No, she'll just ignore him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And hopefully he probably won't talk to her again after that anyway. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So, also, Samantha gets a catalog for premenopausal women. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and they all talk about um, just things that are in this magazine at brunch. Um, vagina weights, which I don't know what that is. Is that like Kegels? Well, they talk about Kegel exercises, but I don't know what vagina weights are. And I didn't Google it because I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Of what would show up. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I don't want that on my Google history. Oh, gosh. Uh, Because, like, in my head, I'm imagining, like, thing, like, something that hangs down and you got to, like, pick it back up. I don't know. I'm picturing, like, the whole jade egg trend. Right. You just, like, put that in there and, like, hold it. That's more so (laughs) probably what it is. I have no idea. Like, you put, like, a two-ounce weight in there you have to hold it hold it all day otherwise it falls out you have to it's awkward you have to explain that stuff never want that that's what makes you keep it in there the fear (laughs) of dropping it oh um but i do love that scene where samantha's like i'm doing my exercises right now (laughs) and carrie's like oh she's good so good um, and then they all, they're like all synced up on their periods. Yes. Except for Samantha. Dun, dun, dun. Because this whole episode is about her possibly getting older. I love how um excited uh, Charlotte is that they're synced up. Because I feel like there's always like, I don't know. I don't know if you've synced up with friends before, but there's always that one friend who's like super excited about it. And it's like, mm. that's me. <laughs> I'm that friend. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm the friend like, oh my God, it's so cool. It's so exciting. And everyone else is like, uh, I'm bleeding. Like, no. No, we all feel like shit right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shut up, Megan. Where's the leave? Um, Miranda and Steve 
are dating, and apparently they've only been living together for two months. <laughs> Charlotte's two weeks with Trey. They're two months living together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> two is the number. Um, And Steve just randomly talks about wanting to have a baby. Steve is a messy baby. Um, like he's like, I mean, they set it up beautifully. Oh like, yeah. He's like spilling all over himself. He talks like a baby. He never says more than four words at one time. Like he just can't. Um, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah. You said this when you were watching it. So yeah. what don't you like about Steve? I just feel like, I mean, I guess the contrast with his, like Miranda's the hardworking woman. Mm-hmm. So in their like I don't know, feminist analysis or whatever, but (laughs) he's supposed to be like the supportive, like he's not as successful, but he's supportive and can like stay at home, kind of like a stay at home dad ish. But he's like, so, I don't know, for me, he's just kind of like pathetic. And that's why she gets mad at him because he doesn't like help or do anything. And he's just like literally a baby. Like he talks like a baby. (laughs) He (laughs) eats like a baby. (laughs) He sleeps through everything he's just a baby so I don't know I like it frustrates me because it's like okay if women are like career women do they have to like settle for a baby you know like that's kind of the like message that's being or that's kind of to me what he represents is like okay well if you want to be career driven you need to find a baby that stays at home (laughs) yeah and but I, I mean she gets sick of it yeah it's like she should and his his like he's very like emotionally like driven and not like a rational you know he's like oh we have problem we need we need soft puppy you know it's like very much just like what's the quick fix and I like totally get her being frustrated because she's so successful and like driven and he's just him yeah and I hate that scene where she's like working she's at work yeah and he's like you know, I, I need you to meet me. And she's like, I can't have a meeting. Like, I'm at my job. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, I think it'll help, 3.30. And she's just like, okay. And I'm like, what? And it's like he probably just thought of it that morning and is like, oh, you know what we do? We get a puppy. And then she's the one who has to make this, like, very serious decision. Well, she's, like, so busy with work, too. Yeah. There was a – um. I forget what street it was, but I was at brunch one time in New York and there was a puppy shop across from the brunch, you know, like where I think it was Greenwich Village, like everyone gets drunk there. And there was a sign on the puppy shop, like the pet store that was like, um, you are not allowed to buy a dog when you're inebriated. Like we cannot accept, you can't return it the next day. Like it was like specifically because I guess like probably couples get like really drunk at brunch and then they're like, do you know what we need? A puppy. And it's like, no, this is a huge responsibility. I wonder how many times it happened before they put that sign up. I know. (laughs) Well, that's funny because that's how I got my second cat, Freddie. I went to this party um, after CatCon in LA. (sighs) I haven't been. I need to go. And they had an open bar. They had an open bar, and then they had these cats that you could adopt. Oh, my gosh. So they got everybody drunk. And then, yeah, I had like, you know, three cocktails. You've been looking at cute cats all and day. Then, and then this guy was like, here, hold this cat. And I'm like, oh, this is mine now. <laughs> and I was like, Terrence, we got a cat. <laughs> um, but they wouldn't let you – like, you filled out all the paperwork – but they wouldn't let you take it home. 
Okay. You yeah. had to come back and get it the next day. That's good. So yeah. so then if you did decide that more like the next morning, yeah. you just wouldn't go get it. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but we did. We went and got it. When uh when Trump won the presidency, I was in Shanghai, so it was morning time. So like everyone was at brunch and like crying and just so upset. And I literally like was, was walking on the street and almost like impulse bought a gerbil because I was just like, I need something soft <laughs> to hold. But I didn't. I was responsible, but I just saw it in the window and was like, oh my God, it's so furry in the world. <sighs> animals are the best. I love animals. I'm secretly thinking about getting this dog. <laughs> That like our neighbors are fostering it. Oh, cute! Yeah, it's so cute, and they're walking it in our yard, and because all the dogs poop in our yard, and it's fine. <laughs> but I've been like asking questions, like they pick it up, they pick, okay, yeah. But, but your still. yard's just like the spot. It's would do all the dogs mark mm. there? So then it's like the dogs have chosen your yard. Yes, all the dogs in the neighborhood come and pee and poop in our yard. <laughs> That's so funny. It's because our yard. We live on a street with a lot of apartment complexes, mm-hmm. and a lot of the yards have, like, fences around them. So uh, we're really the only, like, grassy area that you can, you know, your dog can go in. That's so funny. So, so yeah, all these dogs come by. <laughs> but this dog is super cute, and it doesn't have – they're just fostering right now. Aww. So I don't know. I might keep asking questions. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> um, anyway, also, though, they already have a pet. They have Fatty, the cat. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm like, Steve, just like love the cat. Yeah. You don't need to get a dog. Yeah. Oh, poor fatty. You know. <laughs> See? She didn't ask for any of this. Yeah. <laughs> He's been thrown into such turmoil. Um, but yeah, and then they get the dog and Miranda's taking care of it already. Yeah, and I love how she puts a tissue over a clock, <laughs> yes. and then she's like, this is the heart of your mother. Like, what kind of, like, just, like, this sterile metal thing is the perfect thing to give a puppy. Like, what? <laughs> also, like, she just puts, like, a tissue over it, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, well, that's obviously not going to stay. Yeah. And it, what are you doing? <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah, and then he's just sleeping, and yeah, she's taking care of it, like, I totally get why she's upset with him. He doesn't have his act together. But I do feel like it was very rash. Like, it was like they had one big fight about this, Mm. and then it's like it's over? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the episode, like, set it up. For me, the episode, like, set up, like, all the signs that he was just a hot mess. But if they've been fine before... Well, this is also the second time that they're dating, Okay, yeah. Right? Because they don't, they date like three different times. So this is the second go at it. Okay, yeah. And they've moved in. And they've only lived together for two months. That's not very long. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It's not like the right time to end it. But I definitely like understand her being so upset. I do too. But I just feel like it was just, I I think they did it for the show, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. But I feel like in real life, yeah, he would have been rash. sleeping on the couch for a couple of weeks and then they would have gotten back together. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, no, he goes and sleeps on the couch and and it moves out and they break up. Yeah, that's really dramatic. Especially when it, now he has to find a new lease. Yeah. <laughs> it's New York City. Oh, yeah. That's not easy. Yeah, and he doesn't... Uh, 
he, he starts, anyway, that's another episode. But he starts, like, dating other girls while still sleeping on the couch. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Okay, so let's see. Um, Carrie, oh, Carrie. So Carrie goes to a party on a boat without Aiden. Also, the scene where she's like, hey, Aiden, do you want to go to this party with me on a boat? There'll be celebrities there. It'll be like a fun thing. And he says no. Yeah. So Aiden wears a puka necklace. Um, I feel like (laughs) that like explains all of him. And those glasses, those sunglasses (laughs) that were like red uh, shades, I guess. Yeah. So he, yeah. I mean, I feel like he just, he wants like a different path than she does. And they might get along really well as people, but like. Their lifestyle and values are very different. Yeah. And I feel like that's where it becomes tough. I think that was one of their main issues anyway, is that she wanted to go out and he did not. Yeah. And it's like, you live in New York City. Yeah. Like, you got to go out. It's yeah. a, a, a fabulous boat party for yeah. Gab Magazine. Yeah. You're on a <laughs> boat. Like, it's a boat. <laughs> yeah. And it's actually, like, undocking and going out into the water. And you think he'd like it because it's, like, nature and stuff. Like, you're, I'm, okay, it's a drunk boat. Let's be real. But, like, you're in nature. I've done boat trips around New York, and they're, like, gorgeous. Like, when you get, like, far out to the tip, there's, like, nature and the ocean and seagulls and bird poo. And it's great. Like, it's so (laughs) great. And he's just giving all that up. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, my boyfriend would have came even if he didn't want to. Yeah, I don't have a boyfriend, but I'd make him come. <laughs> yeah, right? Like in a nice way. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. you do this for me, like, you know. Yeah, this is exciting for me. I really want to go. Can you come with me? Yeah. Don't you want to listen to Trey? <laughs> right. Can you please laugh with me about the things Trey says after he leaves? Like, can't we do that together? Yeah, I don't really know why Trey and Charlotte were there. Yeah, they don't really clarify that. <laughs> I feel like Charlotte's probably like my friend's crazy friend Carrie has this like cool party. Do you want to come? And he's like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, they seemed very nauseatingly happy and yeah. And then yeah, he gives her the Cartier watch with the most disgusting um ins- inscription. I can what say that word. What did it say again? I forget. It said to Charlotte, it's about time I met you. <laughs> oh. Just the pun. Oh, it's so bad. But it is very Trey. Yes. Yeah, I bet he, like, wanted it to be personal, so he, like, tried to find the right expression and, like, asked one of his bookie friends, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, book smart friends, and they were like, this is perfect. And then he went to the Cartier store, asked the people there, like, describe Charlotte, and then they were like, this is the perfect gift for her. And then he was like, put this on there, and they are like, sure whatever (laughs) yeah oof um so yeah so the big thing that happens on the boat is that big is there Mm. without natasha so so they're both there yeah because they have the same lifestyle unlike her and aiden Mm -hmm. that's right but he even says that i thought you might be here yeah and i'm like he probably he's always looking for trouble. Yes. He's always like seeking it out. I mean, I think he's just 
even if he doesn't know subconsciously, he loves Carrie. Yeah. Like always. Yeah, I feel like the timing isn't right for them, but they still like might like long term be right for each other. Right. And I love how the series kind of ends with it not fully being clear. I mean, do you think it ended like I don't know. I've like I remember like reading when after watching the episode like back then, like right. all the like and it was like, "Oh, what happened?" I mean, I guess the movies answered it. Right, the movies answered it, but but you're right, before the movies though, I mean, it just ended he was in the process of trying to sell his house in San Francisco, right? He wasn't living in New York yet. Um, anything could have happened. Yeah. <laughs> Between that time. I mean, yeah, I, I think I was a little surprised in the movie when it was like they're still together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they both, like, are very flawed individuals and, like, were trying to, like, deal with their flaws. And so they kept, like, coming together, but the time wasn't right. And so then they would separate again. And it's just kind of this constant flow of, like, maybe being, like, right for each other but not right right now. Right. Which is what this whole episode is about, right? Timing. Um, So, yeah, so they kind of chit-chat on the boat. She obviously feels uncomfortable. And and you can uh, – I thought her acting, Sarah Jessica Parker's acting, was very good with um, – you could tell she was, like, happy to see him. Yeah. But, like, hated that she was happy to see him and uncomfortable. Yeah, like, ran away from him. Like, she literally ran away from him. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it, I mean, it was perfect. I mean, she made an excuse, but it was, like, the perfect way of, like, hey, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was that moment. Mm-hmm. And in the end, at the door, when she, like, resists closing it and then does close it, it's, like, that moment again of, like, ugh, my, like, e- like my heart is telling me one thing and my head is telling me the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, and when he – because it was very – okay, so let's talk about the end. Why not? Like, they come – Aiden and Carrie come home. Aiden leaves – and then two seconds later, Big knocks on the door. Yeah. I feel like he always puts his schedule first. And so he expects her to be available. And that's like a very selfish thing. And when I saw it, I kind of was like, I, maybe because like I'm working on boundaries in my life, but I'm like, you need to set a boundary, you know? Like he just shows up on a whim and like kind of romantic, but also kind of selfish. Like, but he left the message before they got home. But then on the message machine, he says, I know you're home. Well, they weren't home. Yeah. She and, wasn't home. And if he knew she was home, wouldn't he see that she's with Aiden? Yeah, it doesn't like, make any sense. It doesn't sense. make any sense. And also, I mean, I feel like Aiden probably would have would have been close enough to notice a guy about to knock on the door he just left. Yeah, but then they leave it. Do you, have you seen the next episode? Like, yes. So I forget what happens. Does Aiden see big or does he come back? Oh, we never know. Um, oh, yeah. No, I mean, okay. that's... Aiden comes back eventually, I'm okay. sure. Yeah, because um, then she's like, 
he's been gone 10 minutes too long. And then just like longingly looks out the window as if it's like, you know, like a maiden waiting for her sailor to come back yeah. from sea. I, I'm guessing <laughs> he came back eventually. Yeah. Um, but I think the next episode is when Big and Natasha meet Aiden at the furniture show. Oh. So it's like, so now Aiden is seeing Big again. I'm like, wouldn't he... Could he not, like, remember that face? Like, oh, I just passed this guy in the hallway. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like... I guess that he could think it was her neighbor. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. But but that whole, whole thing. But yeah, I, I mean, what did a big expect to accomplish, though, by going over there? I feel like it's just, okay, I'm blanking on his name, Steve. Like, it's the same thing. It's like this, like, impulse to act. And so they just, like, go and do it. And it's like, hey, think of the woman's feelings. Like, think of the other person. And what's their schedule? What's going on in their life? Remember, she's dating someone. And it's just like this, like, I have the feeling and I'm going to do it. And it's like, okay, maybe it's romantic, but it's also really selfish. Yeah, because he doesn't care that she's dating someone. Yeah. He's just like, pay attention to me now. Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Um, Trey and Charlotte are still not having sex. And they don't. Until until it's too late. <laughs> until it's too late. Until <laughs> they are... If married. He, if he knew that was a problem, why is he tr- trying right now? Or I guess he doesn't know it's a problem yet? Well, he does say at one point after they're married, well, actually after they, because they do, actually they do have sex or they try to have sex bef- right before the marriage. Okay. And he has like a porn addiction, right? Or something? Uh, well, he can't. And he has ED. Bring it into the harbor. Okay. <laughs> um, but he can orgasm, but yeah, he kind of like, he likes oh. jugs. Oh, and he has that like old school view of like, I'm, you're like, you are my virgin wife, right? He has this like weird view. Yes. Which is the same view, if we think about it, that she has because they both come from like conservative parts of Connecticut or whatever. Right. Yeah. So they both have this like weird. Like, the views are the same that, like, on paper, the perfect, you know, the perfect wife is, like, the Virgin Mary. It's not, like... But she's kind of, like, but once we're married, we can get down and dirty. Yeah. Because we're married and we can do whatever we want. Yeah. And then his view, but his view doesn't change. No. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, But he... I don't know how... How long have they been dating? Two weeks, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. At yes. the beginning of the episode, two weeks. Two months and, living together, two weeks dating. Yes. Um, and so at the end of the episode, he's like walking her to the door. They make out. She teases him. And then he knocks oh, yeah. again. And he says, I love you. Oh, my gosh. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's normal in some people. Like, I don't know. That's so quick. No, that's very quick. Like, oof. Though he is in his 40s, right? So maybe, and I think he can tell, like, 
I don't know. Do you think maybe he said I love you to see if she would have sex with him? <laughs> I feel like for them, they both have this clock ticking in their mind and they come from backgrounds where, you know, like probably all their friends are married. And so it's like, right, doing like if you're doing the right thing on paper, it's like, oh, we need to get married. And like, you see marriage the same way I do and have to like, they live in the perfect world together, whatever. But like, in reality, it's way too early. And yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like on paper they fit. So he's like, this is perfect. But they're not like considering themselves as individuals. Like two weeks in, you're still like not fully honest with who you are, you know? Right. Like, come on. Oof. Um, But yeah, but also though, they say uh, Charlotte gave him a hand job. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, if someone says they love you and then you give them a hand job, like, I don't know. I mean, good, like, that she's like sticks to her her plans, you know? Yeah. Like, she says, I love you, and she's still like, okay, well, I won't sleep with him, but he can come in for a hand job. Like, it's like, I mean, power to her for like sticking to her like rules. I don't know, but still, oh. But that was nice of her. Um, oh yeah. So Samantha finally does go on a date with Lynn. We kind of talked about it already. And then, um, she gets drunk, has sex with him and, uh, oh, okay. Well, yeah. So Samantha, (laughs) I forgot to say this throughout the whole episode, thinks that she's going through menopause. Yeah. And then she tells them that she's older than them. (laughs) Yes. She's like... I don't know if you ladies know, but I'm a little older than you. (laughs) I think they know Samantha. (laughs) Like the jigs up. But that was, that was nice of her um, to tell them like that, like they didn't know. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so, so she decides to go out with this old Lynn guy. They end up having sex and then she gets her period. (laughs) And it's, I don't know. Ooh. I love that he's worried about the thread count. <laughs> They're $2,000 sheets. I know. Oh, my gosh. But, like, then it'll come out. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'll, it'll be a little stain, probably. Use a little bleach. Like, yeah. Fine. You're exactly. good. And they were white. Yeah, you can use bleach. <laughs> it'll be fine. Uh, but she was so excited. Yeah. And she's like, okay, done here. Bye. But I also wondered, like, Charlotte asked her, like, oh, might you be pregnant? And she was like, no, I'm drying up. And I'm like, but did she even consider that? Yeah, because I feel like that's the first concern. (laughs) Yeah, because she's not too old to get pregnant. Yeah. Because she's still having her period. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, unless she just thinks that her birth control is, like, you know, 150%. Yeah. (laughs) So I just thought that was, well, I guess I just didn't want to get into a pregnancy thing again. Um, Let's see. So we talked about Big and Carrie, Trey and Charlotte, Samantha and Lynn. Um, So Steve and Miranda, they just, they break up. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. It was pretty abrupt. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make the show interesting. But then she becomes partner. And that's exciting. She does. Yeah. And that's huge. And um, I do like how they sprinkled in a few women in that 15 <laughs> group of people partners. They're like, maybe they hired like one other woman partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is really interesting because like further um, when Miranda does get pregnant and she has like a, a baby shower. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's like she has all these women friends that are also lawyers that work at her firm. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Not in not in the early two thousands where they're like twenty women lawyers working at your firm, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. But they tried. Like she goes out and like secretaries, assistants <laughs> while yeah. they come to a shower. Like really? Oh, like unfortunately. Any of you got any wives? Can I bring <laughs> your wives to my shower? Oh, so yeah. sad. But it, but in that shot of partners, I was like, okay, there's one woman. There's another one. Okay, they put two or three in there. <laughs> um. Let's see. Also, Steve watching Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Super annoying. <laughs> He's a baby. <laughs> Such a baby. <laughs> hey, everyone. There's more Cosmos on the way. But first, a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. All right. Well, I think we did the recap. Okay. So let's talk about um, the segments. All right. So first segment. Good, big, bad, big. Good, big, bad, big. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Uh, what do you think? Like, should she be with him or? Just in this episode, was he a good, big or a bad, big? Oh, um, he was a bad, big. Yeah. He's married <laughs> or engaged. I forget. Oh, he's married now. Okay. Yeah. He's married. Mm-hmm. He shows up at her door of her apartment needing emotional and I think he wants physical support. Yeah. Um, bad big for sure. Yeah. And even that message, he says, I miss you. Yeah. He's just playing with fire and he's playing with her and he's playing with his wife. Like, it's just very selfish and not rational. And also, like, if they had been home, if Carrie and Aiden had been home when he left that message, I almost think that that would have been better. Like, if Aiden had heard that message, then he would have known that this person existed. And I don't think that she would have cheated on him. Yeah, and I feel like if... And if, or if he came to the door, like if Aiden hadn't left in that moment and he comes to the door, it's like, um, hey, who are you? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Like it very much, I mean, that's red flag. (laughs) Yeah. I I just, it just sucks that like, I I do feel like if Aiden had of been aware of the situation, none of that would have happened. But yeah. Oh, well, then then that wouldn't have been interesting, I guess. Um, okay. So bad, big. Next, let's choose our hottie of the week. Hottie of the week. Okay. So who are we feeling? Our hotties, we have Trey, Mm -hmm. Steve, Big, 
Lynn. Is that it? Yeah. Um, ooh, I like. <sighs> yeah, it, this is a hard one this week. None of the men were particularly charming or attractive to me. Oh, yeah. Like I, I like of those I pick Trey, but I also want to like throw up that that's my choice. <laughs> like it's very like ugh. What about the little puppy? We could add. Okay, him. the puppy. <laughs> that puppy, puppy was for so sure. cute. Yes, I'll take the puppy. <laughs> Uh, they didn't name him in this episode, but the puppy's name eventually is Scout. Oh, Scout the dog. It's so cute. So cute. And that dog gets big. Isn't it a border collie? I think probably some kind of mix. Because you really, I mean, sorry, but you really shouldn't have that kind of dog in New York City. Why? They're like, they're like one of the most active and intelligent dogs. Like they're trained oh. and bred for herding sheep. That's like a really big dog. Like a really, it needs a lot of like active and New York City is like not the place for that. Interesting. Yeah, that dog is gonna raise hell. <laughs> and it kind of does later. <laughs> yeah. All right. So our hottie of the week is Scout the Dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next uh now let's discuss some crimes of fashion with our next segment. Who wore what why? What? Why? So what fashion caught your eye this week? Anything stick out? Um, the dress that she's wearing in the beginning when she can't get her dress yes. is gorgeous. <laughs> but like it's like one of those like old Gucci patterns. Mm-hmm. And like it's like, okay, you're just like in this like silk Gucci. Oh, and like the 90s like um, T-strap. Yes. <laughs> you're just like casually in this like silk T-strap Gucci, just like, oh, I can't get my dry cleaning. You know, it's like so ridiculous. She's so fabulous. <laughs> and then um, I'm trying to think what other, oh, the beautiful blue dress, which we, or of the scene where she's like leaving on, on the boat. Yes. That dress you could actually wear right now. I feel like that was a timeless piece. Totally. Yeah. Because it wasn't a crazy color. Yeah. It, the like, cut wasn't like. It ridiculous. aged well. Yeah. yeah. And it was like very flattering on her body where I feel like a lot of her outfits are so ridiculous. It's like, it's just for the fashion and like not to like, I don't know. Not to wear. It's not yeah. wearable in yeah. real life. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. And then Miranda has like a men's suit. A man's suit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one stood out. Yeah, why? That that's really the main one I wrote down. It, but it was both of them together. It's like she's in this huge man suit. It doesn't fit her. It's gray. There's no color on it. And then Carrie's wearing like a baby blue dress with a huge hot pink flower. Yeah, size of her face. But I don't understand like and then but even the way they were walking together like Carrie had her arm hooked around Miranda's like she was the girl, Miranda was a guy, and I'm just like, what yeah. is this right now? That's what's so weird about like I Miranda's character because it's like the working woman. Right. And there's one where she it's an episode where she gets in a fight, well, with the other partners where she's the only woman in the room and she like disagrees with the other partners and they like mansplain or talk over her something. Yes. I complete I forget the context, but she's wearing a bright red suit. And it just, like, sticks out, you know? And, like, 
for like I remember growing like I wanted to be a businesswoman growing up and like I was a businesswoman. Um and like watching all of her outfits, they make her like dress like a man. And then in that like one moment where she's like upset that she's being treated like a woman, she just like sticks out in this like they're very interesting in how they try to portray her being a businesswoman. Yeah. And I feel like her character is like a feminist dialogue about women in the office. Like that like that's the only thing her character is is like standing for that. Yeah. And she's the in my opinion, she's the least likable of the four of them. Really? Oh, I hate Miranda. That's so interesting. You don't think I thought no, like everybody everyone loves hated, Miranda. Really? Oh, yeah. I hated her. And I wanted to like be a businesswoman. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't like her. That's okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, you know, not everybody can like everybody. But that's why they have four of them, right? Yeah. So everybody's going to like at least one of them. Yeah. For the most part. So many BuzzFeed quizzes to figure out which one you are. (laughs) Again, I'm a Charlotte. Oh. Let's see. Next up, let's discuss some wordplay with pun of the week. All right, so any play on words? Oh, the well, the Cartier. Yes. <laughs> okay, so when I first saw that, I didn't realize it was like a play on the watch thing. I thought it was like, it's about time as in like, have sex with me already. Because <laughs> that like plays into the episode theme. But I, That's interesting. But then when you brought it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like, because it's a watch. <laughs> that's That's an interesting take, though. Maybe... Maybe he did kind of mean it the other way. Because when when she said that, I was kind of like, ugh. But now I get it. It's like, yeah, it's like his friend who was like, this is a great idea. Yeah. Or maybe him alone being like, this is a great idea. It's not Trey. It wasn't. Um, I like when they're looking at the catalog of premenopausal women and Charlotte's like, vagina waits. And Samantha's like, my vagina waits for no man or... (laughs) Whatever so she said. good. So I'm good. like, okay. <laughs> Great. Oh, that's nice. Uh, there were probably some more. I just didn't write them down. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head. All right. And finally, we've arrived. You're such a. You're such a. So. I know you've said that you're a Charlotte. Yes. But which of the main four characters did you most identify with in this episode? Mm. So not overall. Just Miranda. Miranda, I hate you her. I hate her. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like like I said, I've like I was a marketing manager before doing comedy. So um I've had a lot of like uh situations like that. Where I've been dating guys and then they're like not supportive of my career. And so I feel like I can like empathize very deeply with that, like being like, hey, I'm carrying all the weight. Yeah. You know? So I feel like, yeah, with her, even though I hate her. (laughs) (laughs) So you're such a Miranda. Ew. Oh my God. (laughs) Never say that. Take it back. Um, let's see. I think, hmm, I think in this episode, 
I might be a Carrie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go on. Just because I, I've, I can relate to, you know, you've moved on from an ex, um, but there are some lingering feelings, but you love the person you're with. And you want to be with that person, but you have some asshole that keeps trying to contact you. Yeah. And you're like, no, please stop. I'm happy. But you still can't help think about that asshole. And I feel like in those situations, like when there isn't closure, it's kind of like a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, I remember all the positive of times with this other person. And then it's so unfair to weigh those positive times with like the reality of the present relationship. Yeah. And so you're like caught in between. And then you find yourself kind of like fantasizing about this like other relationship and other life that you could have. And yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> no, but unfortunately, unfortunately, she, I think she does fantasize about it and then it becomes reality. Yeah. Which is also his fault. I mean, he kind of, uh, I mean, I think he kind of, I mean, she obviously, you know, took part in cheating on Aiden, but he did kind of throw himself at her. Yeah. Like it was very unfair of him to do that. And in this, in this episode, she sets the boundary. She says no, and he just ignores it. Yeah. Um... But luckily uh, for me, any fantasies I ever had did not come to fruition. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> so, I, I've never cheated on someone I never would. Yeah. I mean, th- I can't definitively say that, but, like, I, it's just, like, a really bad thing to do to someone. <laughs> and, yeah. Oof. So, but I guess I'm such a carry <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we did it. Yay. We dissected it. I think had some good moments here. I feel like the show has so much staying power because there's like so much like women's issues and like just things that you can relate to in every episode. Yeah. That like it's a really good show. I love it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Well, that's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I also want to thank a few people that make the show possible. John Fredette for the music. You can check him out at johnfredette.com. Our amazing guest, Kristen Van Nest. Our wonderful producer, Terrence Deutsch. And everyone over at Boardwalk Audio. Again, if you like what you hear and want to show us some love, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Cosmos and the City, or on Twitter at CATC Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please go like, rate, and subscribe. It really allows our podcast to grow. And if you have any thoughts, any opinions, ideas, etc., you can email us at cosmosinthecity at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from all of you, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers! Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.